0: If you have two things that you're trying to decide between flip a coin, and I'm not saying that you absolutely let the coin toss make the decision for you. Here's the trick with this one. When the coin lands, don't look at it and ask yourself, which one was I hoping it would be? Then you'll know which decision to make. Now, when I heard this, I thought, oh my God, that's brilliant. I love that because what it does is helps us rely on our own intuition. It helps us get internal guidance. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 171, five methods for how to make decisions for people in recovery. I hear really often from people in recovery that they have a very hard time making decisions, I found that having some methods for making decisions makes it so much easier for me. In fact, many of the tools of recovery that we talk about are actual methods for dealing with life, like a 10-step inventory, for example. So you might think of these decision-making tips I'm going to share as additional tools in your recovery toolshed. After I go into the methods, I will share an affirmation and a technique for you to use if you're the kind of person who freaks out when you need to make a decision. But before I share the tips, I want to share a couple of quotes. The first one I've stolen from the 1980s song Free Will by Rush, and it's this. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. You not making decisions is not living your life on purpose. And that's what I am all about. One of the things recovery has given me is the ability to live my life on purpose. In other words, I'm an actor, not a reactor in my life. And I make choices about my life, which I wasn't able to do before recovery or I didn't realize I was doing before recovery. And the second quote is by Raymond Charles Barker. And it's been on my bathroom mirror for the last six months. Quote, decisions require a calm acceptance of the necessary work to bring about that decision. End quote. I think that's one of the parts that scares most of us about decision making. The work we have to do to follow through on the decisions we make. I'll say more about our other fears that we have about making decisions in a moment. But when we make a decision, we're making a commitment, and commitments have been extremely difficult, if not impossible, for most of our lives for those of us in recovery. Now, I've learned a few things since I've been in recovery that have helped me tremendously in making decisions. I'm not saying that I can make a snap decision all the time, but I'm so much better than I used to be. I think in the past, I sometimes just wanted someone to tell me what to do, even though I've always been pretty independent. There were times when I just want to be told, do this. But I think that's because I wanted someone to blame if the decisions didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. Now, I'm going to use an example decision that I've been grappling with since I've become an entrepreneur and do a lot of networking with other business people. This comes up for me because I am a connector by nature and I am known in my circles of entrepreneurship for making connections for people in the world of entrepreneurship. But there's a difference between saying, hey, I know someone who does X and saying I recommend someone to do X. When I give a recommendation, it's different than just a referral. So the question that comes up for me sometimes is, When I've had a bad experience doing business with someone, when is it necessary to pass that information on to others so they don't have a bad business experience? And when does sharing that info turn into gossip? And that's something that I sometimes have a hard time deciding. A rule that I use since getting into recovery when I can't decide what to do about something is that I do nothing. And I got this idea from a slogan from one of my recovery programs which is don't just do something sit there. Now I'm going to give you a moment to internalize that. I will repeat it. Don't just do something sit there. When I first had that heard that, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And that's because I was always such a doer. I mean, I still am, but it was always do 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 do. I was constantly jumping into action, jumping into situations, rescuing people, fixing situations, and I just couldn't sit back and let things happen and see how they play out. I've since learned that if I don't absolutely know what to do, I do nothing. And here's the thing, something always happens. Either the situation gets resolved or I get new information or my attention is turned away and I forget about the thing, but something always happens. I don't have to be the one that makes something happen all the time. But there are times, of course, when I do need to make a decision. So here are my five methods for how to make a decision. Number one is ask yourself what are my motives? Why am I doing something? I'll use the example I gave a moment ago. If I'm going to share that I had a poor experience doing business with someone, what are my motives? If my motives are pure, which means I'm being a good and decent person, and God would be proud of me, then I should go ahead with a decision to share. If someone I know is thinking about doing business with a person I did business with, and I don't want them to have a shitty experience, then that's a good motive. But if I'm just going around telling everybody, hey, I had a shitty business experience with this person for no reason other than to just spread negative news, my motives are not pure. It's just to make myself feel better or maybe to get revenge on them or something like that. Now, one caveat, if someone's safety were in danger or something like that, I would feel like my motives were pure, but I've actually never come across that kind of a situation in regard to this type of decision. Number two, Another question that I've learned to ask myself when making decisions is, does this serve me? And when I say that, I mean, does it serve my highest good? Remember that step 12 says we're trying to practice these principles in all our affairs. Now, technically, that refers to the principles of the 12 steps and 12 traditions. But I think in terms of my own personal principles, my own values, Am I living them out? So when I'm trying to make a decision and I can't decide what to do, does it serve my highest good? I will go back to that same example. Now, I want to be a good and decent person. That is a value that I hold. And if I'm just going around bashing somebody's business, even if I'm sharing factual information, just to spread bad news, that does not serve me because I want to live in alignment with my values. When I don't live in right alignment with my values, I am so much more likely to get back into my codependent behaviors and into my addiction. So it doesn't serve me. It does serve me, however, when I share with a friend who's thinking about doing business with XYZ business that I didn't have the best experience And I just wouldn't feel right not telling them. I'd ask them to let me know if they want me to give them more detail. And then, of course, I will. And that serves me because I'm looking out for my friend. Number three, if you have two things that you're trying to decide between flip a coin, and I'm not saying that you absolutely let the coin toss make the decision for you. Here's the trick with this one. When the coin lands, don't look at it and ask yourself, which one was I hoping it would be? Then you'll know which decision to make. Now, when I heard this, I thought, oh my God, that's brilliant. I love that because what it does is helps us rely on our own intuition. It helps us get internal guidance. We're using the flip of the coin to help us access our intuition by realizing which one we wish it was. Now, let's say you actually don't have a preference. Then you do use the flip of the coin to make the decision. Most of the time, however, when we have a hard time making decisions, it's because we're afraid to make the wrong decision. That's where these last two tips I'm about to share come in really handy. These are both from Brooke Castillo from the Life Code School. I've used them both a number of times since I heard them. So number four is assume that no matter which decision you make, it is going to come out awesome. And the reason this matters is because many of us have a hard time making decisions because we're trying to avoid making a bad decision. We're trying to prevent bad shit from happening. And it's not necessarily that we're trying to make good shit happen. So if you assume things are going to be great, no matter which decision you make, which one would you choose? And it's kind of the same as with the coin toss in that it helps you to go with your gut if you assume things will turn out great and you go with the one you really want. Now, the reality is you are going to make some, quote, bad decisions in your life. You cannot prevent that entirely. But learning to trust your gut is one of the best decisions you will ever make in your life. Once you make a decision, you can never know what things would have turned out like if you had made a decision, different decision. You just can't. It's impossible to discern all the implications of the decisions that we make and don't make in our lives. Number five, this one is unbelievable to me that it actually works. And I know it does because I've used it. Ask your future self Which decision to make? So pretend that it's 10 years from now and you have the knowledge and life experience of 10 years in the future and ask that version of yourself, which one of these should I choose? Now, it seems like how could I do that? I'm not 10 years in the future, but every time I've tried it, it has actually worked. And I think it's because 10 years from now, so much shit that you worry about now won't matter. When you think about right now, if you were to think back to the decisions you agonized over 10 years ago, you probably don't even remember what they are. So doing this is another way of tapping into your intuition. Your gut knows what it wants to do. By going to your future self, you're allowing yourself to feel what it would feel like if all of this present day shit just faded away, and you let go of it all. And then you could choose the one you really wanted to choose. All right, now I'm going to share an affirmation and a technique for you to use if you're the kind of person who freaks out when you need to make a decision. The affirmation is this, indecision cannot panic me. I'm a firm believer in affirmations, they work for me. And if you need some help using affirmations, I have two episodes for you. One is episode five, affirming ourselves, which talks about how and why to use them. And the other is affirmations for addicts, which is a bonus episode. That's just me reading dozens of affirmations. It's not like a traditional podcast episode. And it's in between episodes 31 and 32. I will link both of them in the show notes. So, again, the affirmation is indecision cannot panic me. And the technique I recommend you use to help yourself realize that indecision cannot panic you is to ground yourself. So, here's one way to do that it's best to sit while you're doing it, preferably on the earth, but uh, the floor will do, or a chair of sitting on the floor isn't an option for you. Close your eyes. Take a nice deep breath in, exhale deeply, make sure you've caught your breath before you move on, and it might help to gently rest your hand on your chest. The point is to be very present with yourself. Feel where you're connected to the ground, whether it's your legs or your feet on the ground, and relax. Now it's time to make conscious contact with your higher power. Ask your higher power to guide you in making this decision. Now, the way I do that is to ask that my decision be what's best for all involved. Using these techniques and decision-making methods have helped me greatly, especially when it's a very important decision with larger implications, And these methods keep me from second guessing myself, which is what so many of us want to avoid. Now, to recap, the five tips are one, what are my motives in making this decision? Two, will this decision serve me? Three, flip a coin and go with the one you hoped the coin would land on, or the one the coin actually landed on if you don't really care that much. Four, Assume that either decision will turn out awesome and choose the one you really want. And five, ask your future self, which one should I choose? was recently reminded by a friend that when I first started recovery, I didn't feel lovable. I almost can't believe that I used to feel that way and that I kind of forgot something so profound because I truly love myself now. And I want that for everybody. If you don't love yourself, there's literally nothing that can make up for that. I created something exclusively for my private clients since many of them don't love themselves. And I've now opened up my private vault to share it with up to 10 people individually. It's called the Self-Love Sprint. You'll grow to love yourself and truly feel worthy. So you can stop saying yes when you really want to say no. Stop neglecting yourself and putting everyone else first. Stop saying all kinds of nasty shit to yourself. That is not what people who love themselves and feel deserving do. You'll stop being afraid that others will think that you're selfish for taking time to care for yourself. This is also for you if you don't really know who you are, because you've always been such a fucking chameleon. Go to higherpowercc.com slash lovesprint. Remember, I'm only offering 10 of these, so don't wait. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're gonna love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at FridayFragments.news. That's FridayFragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast. So, they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.